0: to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to a very special, very timely deep dive. Um, if you are a newer K-pop fan, you might have noticed some older K-pop fans in your life being very, very excited about a group that maybe you never even heard of. But they're back, and so obviously all the old school fans are very excited about it. Hell Yes. So we wanted to use this opportunity to uh, have a really nicely timed 15th anniversary deep dive because Kara is
1: back today. They just put out their newest EP, a reunion 15th anniversary special, and we're so excited to welcome them back. So we decided to dive in and learn all about them as a celebration.
0: Yes. So uh, we always start deep dive episodes by contextualizing our own personal um affiliation with said group. So, um do you know or remember like your what what Kara
1: is or means mm. to you? <laughs> I think that to me Kara like cuz when we got into K-pop, Kara was still around and they'd been around for a while and I feel like they were just one of those like really well established second gen groups that I was aware of and like could tell you a few of their songs but didn't really like get into or listen to like like a Miss A like I knew who they were and like I could tell you like Cara does the suspender dance and they have a song called Mamma Mia and like maybe other songs I would like oh yeah I've heard that before but I definitely didn't have a lot of information about Cara I remember I remember the exact moment that I learned Cara
0: was a thing Mm Mm-hmm So I've said this on the show before, but my initial intro to K-pop was watching the taming and noun season of We Got Married. Mm -hmm. That was like my big push into it. And a running storyline on the taming, noun, (laughs) We Got Married season was that at some point, like I think a music show or someone had made all of these idols pick ideal types Mm -hmm. out of like a giant grid of pictures of other idols. Okay. Okay. And Naon had picked Jonghyun oh. as her ideal type. And so it was a thing that her and Taemin sure. like butted heads about. And it was like, it came up a lot. And so I remember going to try to find this survey because I wanted to know who Mino picked. Sure. And Mino had picked guhara mm. and i was like oh my god there's a girl named hara in, in a, a group, group called kara. kara and like that <laughs> i will never forget yeah. it because it was like a moment yeah yeah, yeah. and then the mr dance was like something that i saw so often yeah, in my yeah, yeah. early k-pop days because it was like variety show gold totally. to do that dance absolutely
1: and then the only other like context i had for the members i think aside from knowing like Kuhara's name, was Yongji. Yes. Because we watched Roommate, and then the second season of Roommate that Jackson was on, Yongji, who was like the last added member to Kara, very young, she had just gotten... Added yes. to Kara, and then she was put on this show Roommate. as like her first intro, yeah Like, and she hadn't even like promoted. Like, they had not released any new music with her. And I feel like the only thing they made her do, like, was this is, was it. This well, it was, Ma- no, was it, it was Mama, Mama Mia? Mia. Yeah, cause cause it was they Mama had Mia. done Mama Mia. so oh, that was okay, okay. Only that was the oh, they had one song. Thing. She and had in one. Every right.
0: single episode, she would have to do the chorus of Mama Mia because yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. the only thing that she did. And that second scene of, season of Roommate got very like. Let's in the living room and perform for each other became mm-hmm. the like the show. <laughs> the thing yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But yes, so that I think that was Mm -hmm. our like context going in. But like, Mm -hmm. I know so many of these songs and I love so many of these songs. A couple of these songs to me are like absolute perfect second gen Mm K-pop, like
1: 100% just the standard of great stuff. Oh yeah. Listening through everything. I was like, damn, like I was missing out, not paying attention (laughs) to Kara. Like all of these songs are good. I really don't think that I had maybe like one song. I was like, "Eh, all right, that's enough. But for the most part. Totally pleasant. Great stuff. So I'm very excited to get into this today. And so that all of
0: you who might not know can be like fully introduced to Kara and enjoy this 15th anniversary comeback. Cause I know they're going to be doing so much stuff, like mm-hmm. so many shows. I think they're performing at mama. Like there's a lot happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want you all to be on board for and come back, you know,
1: with all of the background history information you need to fully appreciate the return of these beautiful Queens. Yes. I love it.
0: So if you've never listened to one of our Deep Dive episodes, we keep the same format every time. We're going to start by telling you big picture facts about Kara, Then we will introduce you to all of the members and then go through their timeline of discography as a group. Um, And then at the end, we will watch their most popular music video instead of doing a random game. And that's how it works. That's how it works. So let's get into it. Let's go. All right. So Kara debuted on March 29th, 2007. And they were under DSP Media until 2016, but their current comeback is now being managed by RBW. Mm. And the name Kara means sweet melody, according to the group. And it comes from a Greek word that is pronounced Chara, I believe, which literally translates Mm. to
1: joy. Fun. And their leader, Yuri,
0: actually chose the name.
1: Wow, I feel like that doesn't happen very often, that the members of the group get to pick their own name. I know. I don't know if I've ever even heard of that happening before. Their fan color is pearl
0: peach. Adorable. I love a pearl. I love a pearl. <laughs> it's so of this time. Um, And their fan club name is Camelia, which is Cara plus Familia. Adorable. Spanish for family. <laughs> um, And I learned that online, like at the time, Korean Kara fans called themselves kadok, which is like a portmanteau of Kara and the word for mania. Oh, cute. So they just I think it's shorter. Camellia is probably like three or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Camellia. Yeah. yeah probably four. So they syllables. just did kadok to cute. make it short. Um,
0: and some overall notes about Kara. There were either four or five members, depending on the lineup. It went four, five, four, five,
2: six four,
3: five.
0: Six forever five here on this earth we're at five right now
1: but seven all together
0: throughout all time yeah yes.
1: throughout all time seven all together mm-hmm. so similar to the wonder girls where we have like members leave and then come and then get replaced or whatever but like yeah actually a very similar f- similar format mm-hmm um, and I find
0: that their music is, like, very disco-influenced. Absolutely. There's a lot of, like, horns and, like, a real... And that guitar. Real disco vibe, but also a kind of faster, clubbier, more electronic mm-hmm. second-gen K-pop overall. It's of like
1: it. if you took, like, a K-pop disco song and just sped up the BPM. Like, it's like they, they still wanted that, like... Ho- horn like dance club but they wanted like a modern beat to it so it doesn't have a disco beat it's like definitely faster but it has disco elements
0: yeah 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 Mm -hmm. um they were dsp's second girl group after first gen group finkel okay so like they had a lot to live up to Mm because finkel was pretty huge Um, And a very important thing about Kara is that they were absolutely enormous in Japan. Mm -hmm. I would say maybe, I think if you lined it up, they might have even released slightly more music in Japan than they did in Korea. Like they were very popular in Japan. Mm -hmm. They were even the first foreign female group to get number one on the Oricon chart, which had started in
1: 1968. Wow. So big deal in Japan. Yeah. They said a few different firsts in Japan and I made note of them all. Wonderful. Um and then I always
0: go onto Korean fan wikis when there's groups like this because I want to find out the real tea from the Korean fans who are weirdly like very honest <laughs> and I think it's very fun. Um so I learned that Kara was part of the initial three girl groups that debuted in the second gen. So fans referred to Wonder Girls, Kara and Girls' Generation as Wonkaso. Mm. They, like, put all their names yeah, together because yeah. they all debuted in 2007. And
1: in that order, uh-huh. Wonder
0: Girls, Kara, Sonishide. Interesting. Yeah. Wonkaso. Wonkaso. Um, and Kara started out with what was called a livelihood idol public image. Mm, I've never because, heard that term. I know. i would never heard it either, but, like, it's definitely a thing. Because on their initial, like, first little reality show... They showed their dorm, which was pretty junky, and they like didn't have a TV, and they were just like not living like celebrities, mm-hmm. quote unquote. So a livelihood idol is somebody who is an idol for, for their, their job. Livelihood. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. they're not rich and famous; like they're working, just like you're working. Mm-hmm. Like interesting. It's like a class of idol or whatever. Um, And they had made comments on variety shows about stealing toilet paper from TV stations (laughs) because they didn't have any and stuff like that. Um, But member Songyeon asked that they be called realistic idols instead of livelihood (laughs) idols because they are always working and growing and trying to be better. But that was like a thing about them was that like, Kara's not rich and famous. They're just like us.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they did have a very like friendly, realistic girls next door image. Like they talk a little bit about that being part of their like, entry point into japan is that people found them very accessible and so even though they had like we'll talk obviously about the different concepts they go through i feel like their personalities were always like very like fun relatable young girls as opposed to like cool sexy mysterious like perfect idols
0: yes that's Mm -hmm. actually one of the notes i had from this fan wiki was that their fans liked that their concept was not the perfectly polished idols that like Girls' Generation had, Mm -hmm. but that it was the quote, refreshing realness of a local school band. Yeah. So they were supposed to seem like the coolest girls at your school Mm -hmm. and that the fans were growing with them. And that was apparently one of the reasons that made them very popular in Japan is that Japanese fan bases like to feel like they are
1: growing Growing with with
0: their idols Mm, interesting so that was a thing about them i also read that their fans used to call them the korean word for alumni group which was a portmanteau of the shame of the neighborhood (laughs) because apparently they struggled with the individual talent portion of variety shows like
1: yeah yeah yeah. they'd be
0: like where some you do a like, dance
1: or you sing a song, and they didn't do—they weren't well. great
0: at it or something. So like that was a thing their fans loved about them. Um, and another thing I read a bunch of times in the wikis is that their Korean fans think that they really sucked at singing until like 2012, and they're very open about like that's the thing I love about these Korean fan pages is that they're like, listen, these girls were ugly and not good at singing, but we loved them, and like there's a very like real a thing about it but
1: (laughs) which is funny because like i saw this note and then like obviously we always watch like the music videos and then a stage from that show and i thought they were pretty good like the the main vocals and like belty lines like they always sounded good you know not all of the verses were there but the big (laughs) notes they had them yeah 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 we're not we're no first gen singers no that's absolutely that's for sure sure.
0: So some big picture stats, they released in Korean albums, they did four full albums, one repack, one compilation, 12 OSTs, eight EPs, and 17 promoted singles. And in Japan, they did five full albums, three compilations, three box set collections, and 15 released singles. Wow. They have gotten 28 music show trophies and 99 award nominations
1: with 50 wins. They also had four tours with a total of 54 shows in South Korea and Japan, and they were on 16 different tours. TV series. They had 16 different TV series, reality shows, and/or extended appearances on variety shows, including three that were in Japan. Their list of TV appearances was so crazy mm-hmm. long, it was wild. Um, they also had an insane amount of endorsements and advertisements. They had 62 different CF or product endorsements. Everything from beauty, clothes, and shoes to hair color, food, restaurants, and online games. And seven of these games that they promoted, they actually used Kara as character models. Wow. For them. And this is not something we usually include in our overall stats, but I just thought it was so random and interesting. (laughs) Cara, as a group, had eight different ambassadorships, including ones for the Ministry of Public Administration and Security against cyberbullying, the Central Election Commission as cyber PR ambassadors for local elections, the Ministry of Food, Agriculture, Forestry, and Fisheries for Cape Food Export, and as a public relations ambassador for the 2011 K-pop cover dance festival that we talked about last week KR, uh, Kara had PR duties and also served as judges in Japan Wow Full circle, it's Full all, circle. It all connects It all it connects always
0: connects <laughs> So now it is time to meet the members of Kara and I have put them all in birth age order to keep it nice. simple Nice, love it So we will start with leader Gyuri Her uh, birth name is Pakuri, and she was the leader and a lead vocal her birthday is May twenty-first, nineteen eighty-eight, and she was born in Seoul. And we always try to describe all of the members for you in an audio meeting medium, which is difficult. <laughs> but um has I think we were talking before there's like the most unique face in Kara or maybe one of the most one unique of the most in, K-pop. in K-pop yeah
1: I, I can't think of anyone else who like looks like her and she's such a just she, it's like her face shape and her nose like her nose in particular is very distinct and I think a lot of female idols do not have that nose I would agree
0: and like the only way I could describe her is that she has like a stern beautiful face yes. like she's so gorgeous and it's not quite like resting
1: bitch face. It's just like there's something. It's kind more of, of like a mm, intense <laughs> disappointed teacher like yeah. or like teacher librarian you don't want to cross mm-hmm. because like her fa- her face is like very V-shaped and she has like a long like strong nose and then her eyebrows kind of like go in mm-hmm. and then up. And so it just makes her look very like a little intense stern. Yeah. yeah. Mhm. Gyuri was a child actress and made her debut
0: uh, in a drama at age seven. Wow! Um, and she was also a fixed cast member on the show Star Golden Bell, and was like known by the public for having a very blunt personality. Like they would cut to her in the audience, and she would just like Meh. say something. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she has made twelve OST appearances as a soloist and done a few dramas and musicals since the initial Kara days. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Yan. Her birth name is Han Yan. <laughs> She's the main vocal, and her birthday is July 24th, 1988, and she was also born in Seoul. Um, and she has, like, big round eyes that do, like, half-moon smile mm-hmm. and, like, a small pouty mouth and, like, very distinct cheekies.
1: Yeah, she has, um like, a thin like upper lip and there's something about her, like like her face is very like cute and innocent. And she, yeah, she kind of looks, like looks- Forever young. Yeah, like- looks very forever young and in different- she always looks the same. I felt like I could always pick her face. Yes. Like she always looks the same, but in different music videos, like sometimes I thought she looked a little bit like Taeon and sometimes I thought she looked a little bit like the baby face member of the Wonder Girls. Mm. Um, like they have like similar like cheeks and with the like thin upper lip with the pouty mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she she was a, a distinctive easy face for me to learn as well.
0: I would agree. Um, and Sunyeon was, like, the representative of Kara for the first couple of years, and the company seemed to send her alone mm. onto variety shows, like, as often as possible to be the, like, person who tells people that Kara is a group. So that was, like, kind of her—she amb- was, like, an ambassador for the group, <laughs> I guess. Um, she also started acting at age 10, and she has been in 14 dramas and seven movies, including a drama that I really love called Hello, My Twenties. She's one of the main characters. My dad also loved that show. See? <laughs> it's great for everybody. Um, she has released 10 OST songs as a soloist and also released two Japanese EPs. Uh, next in line is hee, Kim hee. She was the main vocal, born May 17th, 1989. She had like what I could only describe as like very long eyes. Mm -hmm. And she had dimples. And I thought that she kind of looked like Taeon but with dark hair. In yeah. A couple of the
1: but Songyi has like a very distinctive face as well. And like, she's the one that when she smiles, I think she looks like Jo Kwon from okay, 2 Okay, yes. I saw yeah, that yeah, in yeah. the picture. Because she has like, both she and Gyuri have very unique noses. They don't have the same nose, but they have noses that are not often seen in K-pop. So I thought like both of them, it was like, I don't know. Kara was an, was a easy group to learn their faces yeah. I thought even though two of them I still can kind of confusing. they don't look the same they don't I know <laughs> they look different and when I'm looking at just the two of them like up side by side like those I can are tell them apart people. no problem and I know like that one's that one and that one's that one but in a music video who knows a little interchangeable <laughs>
0: um but sunggy was not in the group very long at all uh she left within the year in february of 2008 after failing her college entrance exams her dad got pissed and said no more k-pop for you oops
1: gotta do your homework girl
0: um and she was i think she was the
1: best singer in the group at the beginning like absolutely amazing it was a real shame Here, that yeah. she didn't she's the say. one who was hitting all those notes yeah. live like and she had all the big ones because she was like the main vocal and yeah she she could really sing um but the last that i found on her is that she got
0: married in 2011 um a couple of years after she left the group so she got married pretty young i feel yeah, like she did for get Korea, married like young. married in your 20s but anyway
1: and that's, she doesn't really do any of No, she, I think like, she like left she, the yay, yeah. industry. Like she left and like, so He is not a part of the new Kara comeback. Like when He left after in 2008, like she never was a part of Kara mm-hmm. again. And that's not necessarily true for all of the other members. Yes. All right. Moving on.
0: Next up is Hara, birth name Gu Hara. She was the visual face and main dancer of Kara. She was born January 13th, 1991 in Gwangju, South Korea, and she passed away November 24th, 2019. And I'm just going to say that in this episode, we will not be getting into any of the details surrounding her death because it is very triggering, worst of humanity kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, I just want this to be a nice celebration of Kara. So I'm just letting you know, she is no longer with us, but we're just going to talk about
1: yeah. We just wanted to focus on Kara in this episode because this is like a celebration of their return. So maybe we can do another episode where we do sort of like that. Like we'll we'll dedicate a separate episode to that because there's more to it. But that's not what this episode that's is about. That's not what this episode is about. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out of the way.
0: Mm-hmm. But Guhar yes. is no longer with us. But Hara had very big eyes that were mm-hmm. kind of, like, wide set apart. And she has, like, a pretty big forehead that was usually bare. Like, yeah. no bangs on it, just, like, forehead. Mm-hmm. Um And... Slight bunny teeth, yes, with her cute little lip corners. Because she
1: has like she has like big eyes and a big forehead and like a little pouty like doll mouth with slightly buck teeth and the shape of her mouth and her big forehead and her round eyes. I think Jenny from Blackpink looks a lot yeah. like Kuhara. I think they're a similar had, type. Yeah, very like... similar t- face and like type of sort of like pouty baby look.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I thought this was interesting. Hara released a nail art book
0: Fun. in 2015 called Nail Hara. I tried to find it because I love nail I art. Love nail I think art. that's great. Uh, she debuted as a soloist in 2015 with an album called Alohara, parentheses Can You Feel It? Uh, and she did seven dramas, including a very popular drama called City Hunter that had Lee Min Ho in it. And um, yeah. That's my quick fun facts about Hara. Mm-hmm.
1: So she also is not in this newest comeback but she is our 6th forever member. Yes. So Kara is thought of even though sung with sunghee there are 7 total women who have been members of Kara, but Kara is thought of as a 6 member group with some of the members that we haven't met yet. So who's next? Next up is Nicole. And Nicole's Korean name
0: is <laughs> Jong Yongju. And she was the main rapper and main dancer. And she was born October 7th, 1991 in Glendale, California.
1: The well, land. She is named Nicole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, And I feel like Nicole often had like considered more Western makeup mm. with like the eyeliner and the lashes, mm-hmm. like as the like Western member. And she has a freckle under her bottom lip, which I think is a distinctive feature. And I feel like her eyes are kind of teardrop-shaped and that they, like, get very, like, pinchy at the corners. Mm -hmm. Um, She has a really eye-smiley eye smile and a pretty wide mouth with very straight lip corners. Yes. And she often, not always, but often had short hair.
1: Yes, she often had short hair. And she has, like, a... She almost has, like, a crystal from FX-shaped face in that it's sort of, like, long. But... Nicole is one of the ones that in the music videos, she has something about her that looks a lot like Victoria. I don't know if it's in her eyes or in her smile or what it is, but every once in a while throughout the music videos, it would be like her. She looks like Victoria. I had the exact same thought.
0: So Nicole auditioned for DSP by mailing in a tape of her singing Black Eyed Peas. Uh, And she moved to Korea with her mom after she got cast and her mom opened a restaurant called Aura the Grill. Cute. (laughs) I saw that somewhere. Um, She debuted solo under B2M Entertainment in 2014 with an album called First Romance and then debuted in Japan in 2016. And she most recently came back this year in July with a song called UFO, but it's spelled Y-O-U-F O. Mm. Mm. You flying object. And she <laughs> wore lots of like really wild, crazy stage outfits for it Ooh, and stuff. Fun. It looked fun. Next up we have Ji uh birth name Kang Jiyong. She was a vocalist and the original Makne. Mm-hmm. And eventually, a younger person would come in. But she started out as the youngest, <laughs> and her birthday is January eighteenth, nineteen ninety four. And Jiyoung has like a heart shaped face, and I think that she looks the oldest. Like she's I agree, one of those I think people. she looks the oldest. There's like people in K-pop, like Hyuna is one, and Ha from A Pink is one. Like there mm-hmm. are people who just like look twenty eight their yeah. whole life. And I feel like Ji Young always, like, did not look like the youngest. She just has, like, she has a, a mature, mature face. face.
1: Yeah. I think it's, part of it is, like, when she smiles, she has, like, dimples in her, like, main cheeks, but also, like, kind of up here under her mm. eyes. And there's just something about, there's just something about her face that is very mature looking. I, yeah, I don't know. But she also, so Nicole and Ji Young do not look alike. They look very, very different. (laughs) Their faces are not the same. But Ji Young also has a Victoria quality to her face. Like something about her like beauty is very similar to the way Victoria is beautiful. I think Ji Young has like very distinctive eyebrows. They're very thick and they're very round. mm -hmm. And they're very like long. Like they're very, and she usually, she often doesn't have bangs. So you can like see her eyebrows on her face. Um, But yeah, very mature, very mature looking lady. Um, I have fun fact her
0: cousin is a solo artist named NS Yoonji. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Um, and after Kara, she moved to London for a while and then signed with a Japanese acting agency. And she has since appeared in 12 Japanese movies and 11 Japanese dramas. Damn. So the majority of her career has been in Japan. She debuted as a solo artist there in 2015 under the name JY and has released a full studio album, one EP, and a couple of Japanese singles. Awesome. So I think she more than moved anyone her focus. Like, went to yeah. Japan. And then finally, we have Young-ji. Her birth name is Ho Young-ji, and she is rapper, lead dancer, and the actual Maknae. And her birthday is August 30th, 1994. And Young-ji has a very oval face. She is cross-eyed. Mm-hmm. So am I. It's okay. Mm-hmm. People <laughs> are cross-eyed. Um, and her mouth is always kind of open. And she was very... She like got kind of famous on Roommate because when she laughs... She opens her mouth as big as it will go and then makes
1: no sound. Yeah, she has a silent laugh. She just like (laughs) mimes laughing and it's like very silly. Um, But yeah, she's like super cute. And I think that... I think... Because I think... um, Song is also a little bit cross-eyed. Yes. And so and they have similar face shapes. Agreed. So once Yongji got added to the group, it was, it was like, little, oh now no, like, there's oh, like, no, two, no, of, there's two of the little baby doll faces. Like <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> um but Yongji trained at both core contents and key east before joining DSP. And Hara said on Roommate that she wanted Youngji to be the one who won Kara Project because she had charms that the other members didn't and that she would help bring youthful energy to the group. Cute. Um, And she was also the first, quote, hidden member of Card, and performed Onana with them. Mm. Because I had forgotten about this until I read it, but we talked about it on the show because it was new at the moment. Mm -hmm. When Card debuted, they had this whole thing that they were going to like add in guest members and I don't think they kept doing it mm-hmm. at I all. I feel like she was the <laughs> like only, the only hidden
1: card one that they did and then they just like never ever came back to that. Um she debuted with a solo
0: single called Memory Clock in 2017 and she's done a couple of drama cameos but she's mostly been like MCing on variety shows like Comedy Big League and Change Days like as a permanent panel cast member. Cast member. Mm-hmm. That's mostly what she's done since her short time in Kara great and that's everyone amazing all right jump in into the timeline so march 29th 2007 debut album it is titled the first blooming and there are five o's in blooming it's blooming <laughs> um and their debut single is called break
2: it <laughs>
0: So this song was written by lee dong su and han song Won, and the album reached number two on the gown but the gown actually didn't exist when this came out mm. so it's weird when you look at charts of things pre-2010 because it seems like the minute that gown launched then a bunch of old albums started suddenly mm. charting because yeah, yeah, they would yeah. never been tracked before gotcha gotcha so but this out this album was generally unsuccessful when it came out mm-hmm. and ultimately could not compete with wonder girls and girls and girls generation for the market share in 2007 sure. um, so it was kind of a lackluster debut but it's okay
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine and just for the record Kara debuted with four members so this music video ha- and this album has only Guri Nicole Sunghee and Young. yes
0: correct um, the music video for this one is very interesting. They are either wearing like suits and fedoras and like dancing around a boy who's like kind of tied up in a jail cell. Mm-hmm. Or they're in a plain white room wearing just
1: hoodies and baseball caps. Yeah, like flat top hats. And like they look very like really baggy outfits. And like it just looks very dated and out of place for this. Both the music video and the time period. It That felt very strange to me.
0: Yeah, um, and the, yeah, they mostly on stage and stuff. Even just wore the hoodies with like very baggy pants mm-hmm. and backwards hats, and we're just kind of doing this like casual thing. Um, there is a part in this choreography though that I absolutely love. There's a point in the chorus where they do they're like facing backwards and they do like a little like powder beret, and they like whip their mm-hmm. hips around yes. at this and turn, and it's just a really good fluid m- move. And I was like, yes, love that. Um but the lyrics to this one are I'm going to kick you to the curb in one try break it so you'll never come back to me again. Ooh. So it's a like get out of here boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to break you <laughs> so you never come back. But they also released and promoted a second single off of this album that is called If You Wanna. one was also written by Lee dong Su and Han song Wan. and this song was more popular than the debut mm. song I don't know how by how much yeah, yeah, yeah but like it was established that this song was more popular than the other one um and the music video for this one is a very simple like they're on like a trolley car or sitting in a convertible and wearing like very 2007 mm-hmm. mall girl clothes and beanie little knitted beanies yeah, and and like little flannels vests. and whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. and just like looking cute
1: there's no choreo in the video but they did some when they did the stages yeah but very like simple like sort of step touchy like kicky like not a lot of intricate moves yeah because the song is like I like it, but it's another
0: one of those songs where I feel like it's just a titch too slow. Yeah.
1: It was just like missing something. Like this was a song where I was like, okay, I get it. Like by the end of it, you know, you hear two minutes of it. You know how it goes. You get how
0: it goes. Um, But I liked the lyrics to this one because the chorus goes, if you, and then they list a whole bunch of adjectives. They say, honestly, handsomely, dizzily, warmly, firmly, certainly can make me fall for you. Hurry now if you wanna. Oh, cute. So it's a very cute little song. Um... And they also, I don't have a clip of it right now, but they also promoted a third single on this album called Secret World that has extreme baby one more time mm-hmm. energy, like almost the same, like piano, like piano yeah, 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 under yeah. it, which again, feels weirdly dated for 2007. Mm-hmm. And I know it took K-pop a minute to like catch up, but, but still, like this yeah. early stuff still feels like weirdly old, old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was their debut. Um, so on August 8th of that year, they did this Kara self-camera show on Mnet, and it was to introduce the group to the public, and this is where everybody saw their shitty dorm and mm-hmm. established yeah. them as <laughs> livelihood idols. Amazing. <laughs>
1: On October 13th, 2007, they had their first fan meeting in Seoul, and they continued to have these every year in different places around Seoul from 2007 to 2014, but this very first one happened at an elementary school, and I thought that was really funny. That is really cute. I love that. So on February 28th,
0: 2008 is when Sunghee had to leave the group. DSP announced her immediate departure as they could not reach an agreement with her father. They insisted that all of the members really got along and that they were very sad to see her go, but her dad said no. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they also announced that they would hold auditions ASAP and that they were going to put two more people in Kara.
1: So Kara was going to return as five. So they did, in on July 25th,
0: 2008, with new members Guhara, Hara, who was 17, and Ji Young, who was 14, were added to the group for this new first mini-album entitled Rock You. So this song was written by Han Jae-ho and Sung Soo-yoon, who are better known as Sweet Tune. And this starts a very long era of Sweet Tune Mm. being the primary composers for Kara songs. And Sweet Tune, at this time, I have their names written down, but at this time, they were three guys. They are now nine people. Oh, shit. Like, it's kind of more of a collective. But at this time, it was just, like, three dudes who wrote under the name Sweet Tune. Great. So this album sold 17,000 copies. And again, the gown chart did not exist, but it did go to eight when the chart did exist a couple of years later. Um, and the music video has the girls painting a very colorful kind of dollhouse mm-hmm. looking like children's TV.
1: It's on a very like sound stage and it really only has the one set and they're like all together and it's super colorful. It definitely looks like an after school special. Yeah. Their
0: names all appear on the bottom in like mm-hmm. bouncy bubbly letters. And to me, it looked like the opening of like a PBS. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause show. they <laughs> get like
1: a little one shot where they're like singing into the camera and then their name like bounces to introduce each member which totally makes sense because now they're introducing the two new ones so our five members now we still have nicole we still have guri we still have Sung yon and now we have hara and ji as well correct So the styling for this one was, like, very... They either
0: wore colorful or white Doc Mm Martens with, like, pleated skirts and little vests and, like, cutesy fedoras and, like, very cute hairstyles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pigtails and bubbles and just, like, cute hair. Because they were... Essentially, I feel like when adding the two new groups after the first debut was, like, kind of meh, that this was, like...
1: A rebirth. A rebirth rebirth of a trying something Mm -hmm. else. And I think, like... Between Break It and If You Wanna, like those are two very different songs and very different vibes. And then this felt like it had a more like, this is our concept. Like we're youthful and bright and refreshing. And it was a little bit more rounded out.
0: Yeah. The lyrics to this one and honestly the lyrics to most Kara songs are very, very simple and very, very repetitive. Like I don't think that Sweet Tune are like poets by any <laughs> means, because they're just very simple. And this one is just they say, Rock your body, shake it, shake it, and I really, really like you. Like oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. kind of the only lyrics of the song. So just saying that over and over. But again. I will say
1: that the rock your body say is like rock your body say. They like. Rock your body, say. Eh? It's rock your body. And then on the, li- at least in the video, they like put the little lyrics in right. the bubbles and they say that it's rock your body, I say, but there's no way there's they no put in I. both of the syllables. It doesn't fit. They use the same syllable for body and I rock your body, say. Mm. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> um, after this comeback in August of
0: 2008, they did another season of Kara Self Camera And then by December it was time for their second EP and it is titled Pretty Girl. song was penned by sweet tune and it sold 32,000 copies and the music video I think is like very winter gap commercial 100%. vibes 100% because they have earmuffs and fur hats and furry vests and it's they're like, all wintry. wearing like way
1: too much clothes <laughs> it's that like mid-2000s Disney channel like Extra everything is colorful everything is layered <laughs> and everyone is wearing at least four different patterns and, and their hair hats. is a lot of hats, a <laughs> lot of earmuffs, a lot of like insanely voluminous and layered hair, and like the iciest eyeshadow mm-hmm. of all shades <laughs> of blue and green and frost. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, yeah, so this music video is a box video. They're
0: mostly in front of a box that is painted with like pretty girl and a bunch of different fonts and colors. And then, or they're just, like, acting like teens and listening to mm-hmm. music and trying on clothes in their bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Meh. So
1: we're definitely still sticking with that, like, bubblegum, cutesy, fresh Girl next look. door yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, The music
0: video outfits were, like, mall clothes, but just, like, weirdly assembled and with too much stuff on top. But the New York... The, blah, blah, blah. But I put stage in the playlist that was from a new year show where they were wearing short handbox that are <gasps> so, so beautiful. Cute.
1: It's so cute. It's like a pretty little, like it has the handbock like top and it's like in a pretty, like shiny white silk. And then it has the flowers skirt. like all printed yeah Like on all it. embroidered. And then the skirt goes to like knee length and is like poofy and a line and bright pink. And then at a certain, and they're all wearing like cute little pink heels. And then at a certain point they like, I think it like started as a ring, or they just like reveal it, and they all have these little like poofs, like yes, these pink little poofs, poofs on, their, on fingers. their fingers, and they like use it as a little like powder puff, like to put their makeup on in the choreo. It's so cute. It's super cute, and again, super simple lyrics. I'm a pretty
0: girl. Everyone wants to be a pretty girl. It's not easy to be a pretty girl. Pretty pretty girl. <laughs> pretty pretty girl. That's all they got, and they they say it purity. It's per-ity, like got a bunch yeah. of syllables. <laughs> purity girl. Um, the teaser for this album got 40,000 views in one day, which was a very big deal mm. at the time. And a cute fan thing. I don't know the origin of it. I'm assuming it was just some kind of fan inside joke that they all got in. Or maybe on. it came from one of their like reality shows or something, but. The fans all surprised Kara at an inky guile performance by they were all wearing pink rubber dishwashing gloves (laughs) and they like held their hands up and it was just like all these weird pink hands and like Kara laughed hysterically and they all like still talk about it like remember that time we all wore the gloves like cute it was a cute thing. Moving on to February 12, 2009, they released a repack of Pretty Girl called Pretty Girl Special Colin Honey and the single was called Honey. One hand. another sweet tune track and they won their first music show on m countdown in march for this song and nice. ended up winning five trophies total awesome. for this song i love this song i think
1: it's so cute
0: it's so cute and it's very like again it's dated but in a way i'm not mad about Mm-mm. it at all like it almost feels more first Jenny than it does yes. second gen in like the melody but it has that Almost princess disco, but like the very K poppy, K poppy mm-hmm. anime theme song. Like I don't know, there's just something essential about this song.
1: Yeah, it has a, it has a little bit of that like second gen K pop bubblegum magic, and it's just so lovely. And I felt like coming after the previous two, like five member releases, this we're starting to get a little bit more mature because in the both the sound of the song, like, it's still very cutesy, but it's a little bit more, like, vibey, mm-hmm. I think, than it is, like, after-school special. And the choreo is a little bit more coy like the main point dance has them like brushing their thumb against their lips and then like pushing it aside mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like coy like shoulders and like flirty glances and they're all where i feel like their styling is more mature too because now they have like long like flowy like they all have even though Nicole still short hair they all have like volume and like waves like tussled like movie star hair and they're wearing like pretty little baby doll dresses but they don't look like children. Yeah, they
0: don't look like babies, but they don't look like sexy grown-ups yeah. either. It's like
1: a it's a nice classy a young woman in between. Not yet <laughs> yes. a woman. Exactly. That's where we are.
0: Exactly. So the music video has them in said like white pretty baby doll dresses in front of like a honeycomb box set and also just looking very wistful and sad in a like glossy bedroom in these like pink outfits like all sitting on the edge of the couch and like looking mm-hmm. away. Um and they also have lots of little like headbands with like poofy fur ball like yes. cute poofy headband stuff. Um oh no, I didn't write the lyrics down, but I assume they're probably just honey <laughs> honey or so cute honey or something like that. <laughs>
1: Hey baby my little honey came from heaven right here to save me one touch that's all it takes complete with you no regrets i need you by my side no more words kiss me goodnight there you go nice little sweet
0: um they performed uh, the stages in very similar short flouncy skirt dresses and they did like a different dress but same color scheme mm-hmm. for the group on every stage they didn't only do pink and white i saw some like blue and some other stuff but like a cute little matchy matchy dress cute vibe Mm -hmm. thing aesthetic um this album as it was a repack it included two remixes of pretty girl and two remixes of other songs from their first uh ep next up in july of 2009 they released their second full album and it is titled revolution and the main single is called (laughs) wanna This song was once again written by Sweet Tune, um, and it sold 85,000 copies and was eight on Gowan once Gowan existed <laughs> and they got one music show trophy for this. Um, and this music video has a little bit of a plot. It starts out with one of the girls is calling a boy and the other three are like there for support and one is looking out the window with a telescope at this boy like because I guess mm-hmm. they he's a neighbor or something and he has a parrot. And is very clumsy because at the beginning of the video, he like falls down and accidentally hangs up the call and then the girls are like sad. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the video, they come visit him and his leg is broken and she like signs his
1: But also throughout the music video, they like break into his apartment and like snoop through all of his shit supposedly or presumably while he's in the hospital. In the hospital because he broke his leg. (laughs) We don't know. But this is definitely the first like, turn toward sexy. It's not a sexy music video, and, like, it's still very cute and kind of goofy, and, like, the plot is silly, and the girls are being, like, fun in it, but, like, Guri is wearing a crop top, and, like, they're wearing more, like, not, like, the same matchy, like, cutesy heels. They're wearing more, like, stilettos, Mm. and the, like, styling of it is less cutesy and more cool girl cool hot girl totally agree mm-hmm. and it's interesting because in the music video
0: they are wearing what we just what we like to call mall clothes mm-hmm. which is just like regular clothes that anybody would wear and they were like more conservative in the music video but all of the stages they were wearing low rise black jeans mm-hmm. with like a cut off yeah, drift top, and it was full bellies, like yeah, in yeah, the yeah. stages, and they but were all wearing the, music video. the
1: same outfit yeah. too. Which in the music video they're all wearing something different because they're just like regular hot girls. But then on stage they turned the sexy up a little bit more, and they were all wearing the exact same like ripped black jeans pointy stiletto shoes tiny black top or blue top mm-hmm. which was interesting because i felt like they were a group that didn't always match right like um but yeah that's the that's the look they but went that was for. the vibe for this mm-hmm. one and the lyrics again
0: the chorus just says i just want to think about my love like 47 times great they just want to think about it <laughs> um this song was actually released a few days before the official album release and they also released a music video for the b-side same heart so that's revolution oh wait that's not revolution because there's another very important part of revolution and this all of this shocked me shocked me because so there is another single on this album and it is entitled mister This was written by Sweetune as well but the reason that i was so shocked is because like this was one of the only things that i knew about this Cara. is like the car this song. is the car song as far as i was concerned me too but this was just literally a b-side that got popular because of the music show stages and there is no music video for mr they shot a japanese video for mr four years later so the only music video of Mr. that exists is the Japanese version from years later. What? Yeah. But and they this is the they won, song. They won no music show trophies. They did not win a single award for this song or anything. Like it was just a weird B-side that like became a phenomenon but was not the song. That's so wild. Isn't that crazy?
1: Because literally, like my only context for Kara aside from roommate was this song because the music video which apparently didn't come out until years later but like the music video has them wearing like teeny little like white tops and they're like way sexier now like teeny little white crop tops with like very low hanging like baggy orange pants that have really big suspenders and a baseball cap attached to the back pocket so that when they do the little like hip wavy like dance move or whatever the like suspenders and the hat like move and you like can't take your eyes off of their butt and it's so iconic and like this everybody does this dance Mm -hmm. and I cannot believe I can't believe it yeah it wasn't the title track it didn't have a music video it wasn't I can't believe it wow
0: but it was it was so iconic the outfit is so iconic they also have fingerless gloves Mm -hmm. that go with the whole thing and they had so many versions of this outfit like every color
1: you could think of but like it had to be
0: the suspenders hanging off the pants because it's part And they were,
1: it it was always, not only the suspenders are undone, but I also noticed that most of the pants, they're like all very baggy and they always have like the top fasten undone. Mm. Like a a coverall or something that you unbuttoned and tied around your waist, but there's no top part to it. But like even on stage, there's one, I think the one you put in the playlist, they're wearing like lavender pants and the top two buttons are open and the waist is like folded Folded over. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Um, the lyrics to this one
0: are um, hey, look over here, mister. Yes, you, mister. What's your name, Mister? La like la, 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 la 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 La. La 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 Um, but yeah, it has during the la 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 laws. If you've never seen this, please look it up. There is a very important, very swishy butt dance yeah. that is like unlike anything I've ever seen. And it created a huge freaking sensation. And like I said, every idol I've ever known, Has, when I first like, got into covered, K-pop, there yeah, yeah, yeah. was a video of them doing this dance. Mm-hmm. It was
1: it was the dance. It was the dance.
0: So I was just so shocked to find out that it was like not the lead sing. Like what? I just still can't believe that. I am I am shocked. I am wildly <laughs> shocked. On November twenty fifth, two thousand nine, I thought this was interesting. They had a reality show called Kara Bakery, and this was an eight episode show in which Kara had to
1: open and run a Crown Bakery franchise. And I believe that this coincided with one of their CF endorsements because one they also they represented a lot of different food products and specific restaurants. And I remember one of them being. A bakery so i think they did this show because they were the faces sure. of this bakery
0: yeah the episode descriptions like they literally had to like in the first episode like go to a government office and get like permits and like <laughs> scout <laughs> to, a, like, a location run a like they had business. to start and run a business wow like hello baby but with a store But with a store wild yeah so moving on to 2010 On February 17th, 2010, they released their third EP entitled Lupin. The song was also written by Sweet Tune, and the music video for this one got 90,000 views in the first two hours. Wow! And it was apparently because of the Mr. Butt dance, everyone was so excited mm-hmm. to, to see, see what else they what's do. What's the new Kara choreography? So they like all mm. rushed to watch the music video. Well, we changed
1: our focus from butts to chest pops, and yes. that's our new thing.
0: This song won six music show trophies. Um, And the music video, like, I think we are firmly moving into, like, sexy territory now. 100%. -hmm. Because this is, like, uh, either a black, just a black sparkly box or, like, a very stone castle kind Mm -hmm. of looking gothic hallway. And they are all wearing only black outfits in the music video with, like corsets and like little yeah. cape tops and like structured jackets yeah
1: or like a cut out on the side or like one of their like little capes is backless so you get like a ooh a backless shot of her Um so they have like they're definitely focusing more on like a, we're no longer youthful fresh bubble gum like we started getting we went hot and now we're firmly like you said in sexy territory, in sexy
0: territory. Mm-hmm.
1: Um Nicole even has like a cane
0: at one point yeah, in the yeah, music yeah. video a lot of Hats, a lot of hats bowlers and stuff <laughs> for the stages they went for like classy badass grown-up and mm-hmm. wore like shiny suits or like a structured jacket top with the shorts lots of leather and mm. silk and i the video i put in the playlist has a like hollow sequin i moment. love
1: those because they <laughs> have like each one of them has their own silhouette but it's all in the same fabric and i fucking love, I love that, that that is like the boy band, girl band, like, outfit. It's so Destiny's Child. Yes, so Destiny's Child, so Von Trapp. Like, you use all all of the fabric. Yeah, you use the same curtains to make 10 different outfits. That's my favorite. It's so great.
0: (laughs) Um, The lyrics to Lupin are, like, world takeover. The world is mine. Go up high, take all of the world, and never back up. It's, like, what they're saying. I wonder
1: why Lupin...
0: Because that means like wolf in Latin yeah, or something, something right? something about it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but there were two terms coined for the dance moves in this song because everyone was paying attention to the choreo. They first had the emergency exit dance because in the chorus they like point to every corner really fast. <laughs> like a flight attendant would be like emergency <laughs> exits. And then during the hala 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 part, they like do this crazy big chest mm-hmm. roll. And so the hala dance yeah. and the emergency exit dance were the point parts of nice. this song.
1: And I feel like this enters the like, there is like a series of Kara releases that all have like, they have a dramatic like dance breakdown and the dance breakdown involves some sort of like pop, 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 like very intense, mm-hmm. like repeated chest pop just like over and over. So that's where, that's the era we're entering now. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, May 3rd, 2010, there was a special release of a song entitled, We're With You. So this was a special release because it was written by Sweet Tune to celebrate the 2010 World Cup, Mm. which is happening right now. So it felt... You know, timely to talk about World Cup stuff. And so it was supposed to be a cheering song for the Korean team. So in the music video, they're wearing really crazy, cartoony, cheerleading, Sailor Moon outfits. Yeah, they
1: have like two sets. Like one, they're in a like white box set with like silver disco balls. And they're wearing like pink and silver Sailor Moon getups with like enormous... Like stiletto heeled boots. And then they're also in like a gymnasium. Like in front of the bleachers. And they're wearing like blue and yellow versions of those outfits, but they look much more cheerleader in that set. And they have like little yellow megaphones sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this music video and like this, their styling is really cutesy, like in their makeup and in their hair. Like Nicole has like a tiny little ponytail, and like one of them has like the big bubbly, like oh the uh, bubble. Big Pigtails or whatever. And so it feels like a real departure from the like sexy train we've been on. And it also just felt like fake. Like (laughs) looking at this, I was like, this looks like a fake music video that would be like in the background of a Disney Channel movie or something. Like none of this looks real.
0: (laughs) They released individual solo cam versions of this music video, one for each member that's like a half length like minute and a half version. Um, and I also thought that this was kind of like funny and a little, just a funny, like symptom of working in an industry is that because SBS had paid for this song to be made so that they could play it on their world cup commercials. It was banned from being played (laughs) on all the other channels. (laughs) So they like never got to perform it anywhere or do anything. It was just a promotional soccer song for world cup. Great. All right, April 28th, 2010, this is our first um, Japanese release that I found on the list. So they first released a box set in Japan called Kara Special Premium Box for Japan. Nice. Um, And it included six CDs of all of their previous Korean releases, plus three Japanese versions of some songs and a DVD of an Okinawa concert mm. all in
1: one big, beautiful box. It must've been one of their fan meets, um, because they had done like a few, cause they haven't had their first official solo concert yet, but they have done a few showcases around, uh, Korea and Japan. Yeah, so it's probably then. like mm-hmm. a little behind yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, tour documentary or something.
0: Um, But then September of that year, on the 29th in 2010, they released a Japanese compilation called Kara Best 2007 to 2010. And once again, it contained all released singles and a DVD of a Kara in Japan documentary. Mm. So this sounds barely different than the thing released earlier in the year, but I feel like we found that when we did our BOA deep dive that a lot of the Japanese releases are just like Mm repackaging the same shit over and over in new boxes. And
1: because they they seem to have a different like promotion model and cycle than K-pop does because they like, I remember from like the BOA and TVXQ deep dives where they'll do like sing Single, 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 and then like a whole album with that only well, has just all, all those, those singles. singles. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so then November 10th, 2010, we go back to Korea for their fourth EP entitled Jumping. It's This one was obviously written by Sweet Tune. That's gonna keep being the thing for a very, very long time. <laughs> uh, they got two music show trophies for this one. And the music video is a like very box video, box video with different like futuristic laser mirror mm-hmm.
1: future yeah, yeah, yeah. sets. It's mostly choreo. There's a part with like giant light-up angel wings that they yeah. like all stand in front of. And they just have like two like They have a black outfit and they have a white outfit. And like both of the outfits are very like sexy. A lot of like midriffs and short shorts and like super high boots and like, you know, skin tight pants and things like that. And the choreo is very sexy too. Like the main part, again, features like a big like chest pop. And then this is the one that has like the dance breakdown where it's like only popping the chest (laughs) like over and over for like a whole minute. It's crazy. I do love the choreo, though, the main choreo, that when they do the jump,
0: jump, jumping up, that, like, they stand in a little V, and the first person just, like, jumps Jumps. and freezes, and they go, (laughs) jump, jump, jump. Oh, it's so cute. Um, Yeah, the music video outfits are, like, very futuristic and very, like, structured, um, but the stage outfit that I put in the playlist for this is, like, truly, truly wild. Remind I remind me that what it's wild, like. but now I need to like look up. So like, why did I write that? <laughs> I was like, wait, I, I don't
1: remember what it looked like. <laughs> oh, it was this one. Oh my God, these these are bananas. There's so much happening in these outfits. They all match. They're wearing just like high-waisted black
0: dance sailor shorts, very standard. But then they have over-the-knee
1: black heeled boots.
0: Long-sleeve shirts that are like plated in hollow pieces. Mm -hmm. And then they have full fringe hanging off the entire underside of the
1: arms. And then like a little clown collar. Yeah, like a jester collar in black all along and like they all they're all wearing the exact same thing there's no variations to the outfits but i love that fringe yeah
0: (laughs) i do love fringe so i'm like never mad about it the lyrics to this one are i woke up with you in my mind jumping 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 up great that's why we're thinking about you and we're so excited but this song was originally released in japanese Mm. so they did korean lyrics and made it like a full korean comeback but it started as a japanese song Um, So speaking of Japan, just a week or two later on the 24th in 2010, they released their actual first Japanese album. It is entitled Girls Talk Possessive. The talk belongs to the girls. Um, And this is, again, a compilation album of all the previously released Japanese singles and Japanese versions. And this album debuted at number one and sold seventy three thousand copies on the first day, and had sold two hundred and seventy five thousand copies by the end of the week. Wow! Which broke records and beat and beat SNSD's Japanese debut. Amazing! So Big deal. They were deal. more popular. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And that's a big comeback for that, or like a big growth for them, because when they first debuted, they couldn't compete with Girls' Generation, and now they're breaking their records. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, on January 11th, 2011,
0: a Japanese program entitled Urakara, or Kara's Double Life, premiered, and this was a 12-episode drama in which Kara played versions of themselves. So yeah. it was like about them being mm-hmm. Kara, like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. they were. It wasn't like EXO, or maybe like EXO Next Door. Were
1: they EXO? EXO Next, Next Door is yeah, they are EXO, but it's scripted. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, um, Yes. Yeah, so when I was saying earlier how like they had sixteen different like TV shows about them, some of them were reality shows like the Self Cam or the, and like some of them were like variety shows like the Bakery, and some of them were scripted shows where they played themselves in a fictional storyline, and this is one of them. Mm-hmm this was one of them
0: but unfortunately a few days after this show debuted there was huge drama probably the biggest biggest controversy ever in Kara's whole career and this was a few of the members sued the company dun 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 so here we go on January 19th, a lawyer representing sung Nicole, Hara, and ji said that they would immediately be terminating their contracts and will sue the company for not paying them properly. But later that day, Hara pulled out of the lawsuit and stayed at DSP and stated that she didn't realize the extent of the lawsuit mm. and didn't want to be part
1: of it. Maybe she didn't realize that the ultimatum was them leaving and was like, yeah, I want to be paid, but I don't want to lose my job. (laughs) So the statement from Cara
0: claimed that, quote, without prior compromise, the agency deducted promotional fees from our income without our consent, which is classified under embezzlement. From January through June of 2010, we brought in 410,000 USD in income and the promotional expenses accounted Amounted to 390,000 USD. These expenses are abnormally excessive. They continued. When Lupin was at its highest point in popularity, DSP Media only paid us 860 US dollars per member for the total of six months. The $140 that we were paid a month is unfair compared to the income that we were bringing
1: in. I mean, less than $200 a month? Yeah. Mm-hmm. unreasonably low. But DSP came, came
0: back and said that they were totally shocked about this and that they had planned to be meeting with all of Kara's parents as soon as they were home from filming Urakara in Japan. Mm. They also refuted all of these embezzlement claims saying that the girls were paid way more than $860, that they had been paid $300,000 between the five of them. And that the production expenses deducted were legit and above board. Hmm. So then Kara's lawyer came back and said that there's still confusion and miscommunication around their Japanese earnings and how the Japanese contracts works. And that their relationship with DSP had suffered from the hospitalization of the CEO. And I think that we maybe talked about this in the S 501 episode because the CEO of DSP got very, very ill and I think his wife had to take over for a while and S 501 also had beef with her. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I think this was all like mixing up at the same time. There was like a
1: period of DSP where the CEO got sick and then there was like an interim CEO and like essentially all of the artists were like hey actually these things are fucked up and like there was a lot of turmoil within the company
0: so um april 28th 2011 the issue was like settled out of court there was no like court like Mm -hmm. they just settled came to agreement and the three members rejoined the group as normal that was it but in 2014 dsp had to pay a $50,000 settlement to a clothing company called real company that Kara like modeled for. Mm. And they claimed that they lost profits because of the contract dispute and that the group had breached the contract by not quote, maintaining a dignified image. Boo! So boo, but that was, that was like all that really happened, but they did like, their image did, like, suffer from it. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about it later, where it seems like maybe one of the members who possibly spearheaded all of this might have maybe been getting slightly punished for the rest mm-hmm. of her career for doing this. Is something the fans maybe yeah, posit. Yeah, mm-hmm. Interesting. But interesting. contract disputes, they're always messy.
1: Yeah, but this was an interesting contract dispute because we've seen a few different ones like from JYJ or from like EXO or something where it seems to cause a lot of animosity between the members and that didn't really seem to be the case for Kara, which I thought was pretty interesting. Like, I mean, in the other those two examples, like the contract dispute ended with those members leaving the group. So this is also one of the only contract disputes where like they had this and then the members came back and they continued to promote as five as though nothing ever happened and then have their most successful years mm-hmm. after the fact. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Um but an important blip in their history. Uh shortly after this or kind of like like immediately after all of this stuff got settled on August 15th, 2011, they held their first international fan meet in Yokohama, Japan at the Yokohama Arena and they would continue to hold yearly fan meetings in Taiwan, Japan, and Seoul from 2011 to 2015.
0: Very nice, very nice. On September sixth, two thousand eleven, they released their third album, which is called "Step," and we are going to save this music video for the end because this is their most popular music video. Great! It has more than hundred million views. Um, this song was written by Sweet Tune, and finally, Gown exists now, Amazing. and this went to number one. <laughs> Uh, it sold over 100,000 copies. They got five music show trophies, and it was the number 11 song of all of 2011. Wow. So it was a very big song. I don't know about the music video. We'll have to I see actually it the don't e- I don't know if I've ever even seen it. We'll have to wait see. I've probably that. seen it once or twice, yeah. but we'll watch it at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I know about this styling is that the stage outfits for this comeback were... Crazy. I remember in the 2011 hit stage, they were wearing one of their yeah, yeah, extra yeah. crazy outfits, and we were like very thrown by it. But it was again, like, same material for everybody. But then, what I could only describe as like circus performer outfits, like what an acrobat or something might wear, like one pieces with like a halter shoulder and a yeah. strange cutout and bell bottoms. And like, yeah,
1: and like, they had a lot of like insane cutouts in there, like, cause they would be wearing like a, like leggings with like a fitted top. But then like one of them would have like holes down the whole front mm-hmm. of the legging or like cutouts the front that of the almost top made it look like out. a bathing suit, but it was actually like a whole one piece. Like, I don't know. It was wild, super wild outfits. Um, the
0: lyrics to this one are about putting yourself back together after a breakup. They say, tomorrow is going to be new, and that's the fun of living. Step it up. It's the beginning again. Um, And the group apparently chose this concept of transform into something new because Mm. the company was like, do we want to keep the direction of Lupin, or do we want to do something different? And they all voted to do something different. Great. So we'll see that at the end. Um, before 2011 ends on November 23rd, they released their full second Japanese album entitled Supergirl. This had two original Japanese songs and three of the Korean songs from the jumping album. This went to number two on Oricon and sold over 107,000 copies in the first week and then hit number one in February after 12 weeks in the top 10. It eventually sold half a million copies, beating Destiny's Child 2005 record for a foreign girl
1: group in Japan. Wow, amazing. So then the next year, 2012, they're going to capitalize on this success and start their first tour. All right. Um, And so the tour is called Carasia. Carasia. Asia, Great. Great. That is always the name of this tour, but it has like four different legs. So this is the first leg. It started out in Seoul. I think they had like two shows in Seoul. And then the rest of the shows were in Japan for a total of 15. Wow. They performed in Seoul and six different cities in Japan, including uh, at the Saitama Super Arena for the last show on May 12th. There were o- over 160,000 fans in attendance for the Whole tour Wow and this final show at the super arena was broadcast live in 60 different movie theaters in Japan that's so fun and every single one of the movie theaters sold out. that's, that's well so fun. Uh, the solo songs that were performed on this Japan leg were released as an album later that year um, and apparently Nicole injured her ankle during her solo stage on the very first night of this tour in Seoul. But she continued to perform throughout the tour and attended physical therapy during it. And she was back on stage the very next evening. So she didn't miss anything. But like there are pictures of her like in a wheelchair at the airport and stuff. And like so she got injured immediately. And according to an article about the tour, Kara's secret to success in Japan was their friendliness. So this is what I was talking about with their like image and their sort of like relatable vibes. Songyeon stated, quote, I think it was our innocent smiling faces that made it easy for us to approach the people in Japan. Even now, unlike other girl groups, we're able to openly and freshly laugh out loud. And then after she said that in the interview, Ji Young made a joke about how their charm was that they eat very wholeheartedly. Um, and she made every laughed so it kind of like proved song young's mm. point in the moment in a cute way on july 9th and 10th 2012 we had a special Kara live in singapore event and this was their first international signing event period and it was held in woodland singapore at the causeway point for the first 100 fans who brought tickets to the showcase and the showcase was held on the 10th Uh, It was called KJ5 by Kara Showcase 2012. This was their first showcase performance. It was held in Sentosa, Singapore at the Festival Grand Theater. And this 80-minute show Sensational performance was organized as a launch for their first signature fragrance, okay, K5J which stands for Kara 5 Jewel, all right. And each showcase entry pass holder received a quote Kara mystery gift which I can only assume was a bottle of the perfume. I mean it's got to be, right? It's got to be. <laughs> and apparently this made them the first Korean artist to have a perfume produced and named after them. It sold at 70 US dollars a bottle and was described as fruity, floral, and woodsy.
0: Ooh, interesting.
1: (laughs) I love idle scents. That's great. I also love a sensational. Sensational. (laughs) That's (laughs) very funny and good. Uh,
0: All right, August 22nd, 2012, they released their fourth EP entitled Pandora, and the title track is Pandora. song was written by sweet tune and peaked at number one on the gown and got three music show trophies and the golden disc phone song award. Nice. Uh, this music video, I feel like it has literally every box video trope from this time period laser tunnel, fan tunnel, smoky alley, parking garage. And there's, like, a man in a suit, like, looking at the glowy cube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And, like, a, a, a clear plastic a circle swing. chair that, like, sit <laughs> hangs down and all of the things. And they're, very, like, very sexy in this. Like, the main outfit in this music video is them essentially wearing, like, little white bathing suits with, like, blazers on top. Um, and they're just, like, wearing all white with, like, all legs out and, like, heels and dancing. I love the onesies with the, like either like a full like harn
0: me- like leather mm-hmm. harness or like fancy metal like it was like, it has they're like wearing a little onesie pieces. and then like yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. some kind of cage mm-hmm. on top of it and then like a nice
1: long blazer it's fucking great yeah and they all have this i felt like was the first time that they all had really dramatic eyeshadow oh like, yeah the eye makeup so, yeah really the eye makeup is really intense and it makes them all look much more like older and sultry So the lyrics to this one, this is like a seduction song, like feel me
0: close to you and I'll give you everything. It's just very like come hither boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And this song was accidentally leaked on Super Junior's Kiss the Radio show and the company had to like super apologize for it. (laughs) Um, And the concept of this album, like you just noticed, was to show the group's matured charms through a modern interpretation of the Pandora's box myth. And Nicole said that they were, quote, ditching their younger image because the maknae is 18
1: now. Mm. So no need to be babies.
0: Um, KBS warned that they might have to change the jacket removal choreo because this song does, the jackets are part of the choreography Mm -hmm. and there's a part where they turned around and like exposed their backs like more groups like to do, but I guess they didn't ultimately make them change it and they always did it the way they always did it. Um, and The initial spin in this chorus (laughs) is everything to me. (laughs) I love when someone just like does a like whooshy spin. Yeah, yeah. Like with their hand up in the middle. It's so good. This song, I think that this is, uh, maybe it's tied for second. This is one of my favorite Kara songs. I think that this is perfect, perfect, perfect second gen K-pop I love the way that this chorus just like soars and I love the horns in it and that it also has that weird electronic, like just very K. It's just very like this is what K pop is to me. Like
1: I totally fucking love this song. Uh, on the same day that this song was released, they also held their first Korean showcase performance. Um, and they did a like a press conference afterward. And I actually read that they got into a little bit of trouble after Uh-oh. the press conference because since they had been doing so many promotions in Japan and they had just finished this Japanese tour... Is this the Dokdo thing? Yes. Oh my God, yes. Somebody right asked, like one of the reporters asked... If you were asked about Dokdo in Japan, what would you say? Because Dokdo is an island off of Korea that uh, Japan claims is Japanese territory and Korea claims is Korean territory. And so because they are so popular in Japan, the Korean journalist was like, "Well, if uh, if Take a, a stand, yeah, like <laughs> if a Japanese journalist asked you about the state of Dokdo, what would you say? Would you say it's Korean or would you say it's Japanese?" And the girls did not answer the question because someone from their company immediately was like, "That question is off topic, and like we're not going to answer it." And they moved on. But people were really disappointed in that an- in that answer or that response, and they thought it was cowardly of mm. the girl, a cowardly and unpatriotic. So like they got into a little mm. bit of hot water because I see. of
0: that. i see makes sense makes sense
1: uh all
0: right september 5th 2012 they released their first japanese collection and it was called kara collection and this the japanese version of this album had four different versions and included previous releases and a solo song for each member that they had performed at the japanese tour as you mentioned yes so this is that album that comes out from the tour In November, they released a Korean version of this album called Kara Solo Collection, and it included these solo songs now in Korean, Um, and each member got to do a full music video Mm -hmm. for their solo. I put them all on the playlist. I didn't have time to play five clips, but they're all very different from each other. Very different. Like full budget, like full solo music videos, which I do think is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I feel like we don't usually get that in groups, like where you will get, uh... I mean, you might get a group that does like solo tracks on the album, but one that gets every member gets their own music video for the solo track. That's rare. I can't think of another group that's done that.
0: Yeah. Um, and also all of the members got to contribute to the lyrics of their own individual songs. So it was very much a like everybody got their, got their their moment. moment. um. And then as soon as that Korean uh, album was released, they released a third Japanese album on November 14th called Girls Forever. Again, it is a compilation of all of their singles released since the last one. This one went to number two on Oricon and sold 99,000 copies
1: in the first week fantastic. So 2013, their first event is on January 6th. And this is the Carasia 2013 Happy New Year in Tokyo Dome. This was a special concert at the Tokyo Dome, which made them the first Korean girl group solo concert at the venue and tickets reportedly sold out in just Five minutes.
2: Yeah, Tokyo yeah. Dome.
1: Tokyo Dome. First girl group to play at the Tokyo Dome. That's pretty great. This show officially ended the first leg of their Asia tour and it was intended to represent quote, Cara's unbelievable success in Japan despite all the scandals and difficulties they went through in the last few years. Over 45,000 fans attended this three-hour concert and they had incredibly emotional ending mints where every single one of the, an- the members cried. Guri, like everyone, it was funny because I was reading the article and it was like everyone cried. Guri, who had been crying the entire time, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like it was great. They were all very like emotional about it and like honored to have the opportunity to play at the Tokyo Dome. They also had solo stages at this one, but this time, instead of doing original tracks, they did covers. And I just had to note, because I thought this was really cool, Guhara performed I Love Rock and Roll for her solo stage, and she started out playing the drums with a live band and then switched to guitar. So impressive. So cool. I love that. August twenty eighth, 2013, we have a
0: fourth Japanese album called Fantastic Girls. Again. It is a compilation album, number two on Oricon, 57,000 copies sold.
1: And shortly after that release, they, on October 8th, 2013, launched their second Japan tour, also called Carasia. This had 14 shows in seven cities in Japan until November 24th, and over 150,000 fans attended this tour. Uh, the This was the last tour with Nicole and Ji Young, and on the first day of the tour, the group bowed to fans and apologized because there had been rumors surrounding Nicole's intent to leave. And Guhara stated, quote, we are sorry for causing fans to worry, but Nicole made no comment about it. And Ji Young, who was also under scrutiny for whether she would renew her contract, stated at the show, quote, I'm happy but did not comment on the future. And at the October 8th show, which was the first show for the tour. So Nicole's birthday is on the 7th. So on the 8th, they celebrated her birthday at the show with a, uh, with a cake and everything, but like, and addressed the rumors, but she didn't address the rumors herself. Um, and she had, because the previous day on her birthday, she had put out a really long post on Twitter that ended by saying like, I started my activities as a member of Kara, and I would like to end them with Kara." So even though people had been like whispering about whether or not she was leaving, she had the day before this tour started posted on twitter a long thing addressing all the rumors and how mean they were and saying like i'm a cara member and then the show started they all do a group apology for the distress and then they celebrate nicole's birthday at the show okay so then on october 23rd this is just another like newsworthy moment of the tour gujara faints at the concert. DSP reported to the local media the next day that she had suffered dizziness from exhaustion, but after receiving first aid, she returned to the stage that night to greet fans before the end of the show and, quote, will be able to perform during the tour without a hitch as she would receive continuous treatment in Japan. Okay. So second tour, second injury on the tour.
0: All right. Uh, December 23rd, 2013, I thought this was very interesting. Uh, they released, SBS released Kara the Animation. <laughs> and this was a full anime that featured each of the members of Kara, but performing a different career. So Guri was a police officer, Sungyan was an astronaut, Nicole was a boat captain. Tara was se- like secret security police for a royal family and Ji Young was a sexy and spirited firefighter.
1: <laughs> I love that she's the only one who gets like personality traits too. <laughs> like not just a, fi- like Nicole is a boat captain. Ji Young is a sexy and spirited <laughs> firefighter. <laughs> like, but she just has to be a boat captain yeah but um, this wasn't anime. I think
0: that it was generally pretty short. I think they all got their own episodes and that they were like less than 10 minutes. so I don't think it was a super yeah, like long a little mini anime, series. but I think that's fun. I love everyone getting a cartoon. Uh, so September 2nd, 2013, they released their fourth album, and it is called Full Bloom. And the single uh, is translated to Damaged Lady.
2: <laughs>
0: this song was written by Sweet Tune. And it sold 46,000 copies and eventually hit number one on The Gown Weekly and won three music show trophies. And the music video features the girls at like a fancy, like high tea, Mm -hmm. like crowded restaurant. They're wearing like very fancy dresses and the men that they're with disappoint them. Yeah. Whoever (laughs) they are, they suck. They suck. So they all get up and go into this magical closet. And then put on suits and these hideous mushroom beetle wigs. They all are wearing yeah.
1: wigs. I don't know what it. I don't know what the point of this music video is. Is it like are they like secret service agents so or something? The lyrics
0: to the song are that like the person is the singer is so pissed about this breakup or how their relationship is falling apart that they quote can't be a lady about it. Mm. And I feel like in so many K-pop concepts in a very like boomery way of like, Opposite of lady is man. Sure. So it's like, if you can't be ladylike, then you need to like put on a yeah, suit yeah, and yeah. act like a man because that's gotcha, the Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I that's think.
1: really funny. So it's like, they're at this fancy tea place and they're all wearing these like overly girly, like fluffy dresses. And then they go, they're like, "Ugh, I'm so annoyed at you, but I can't get mad at you while I'm wearing this dress. So they go into the <laughs> closet and they put on a suit and then they do their, then they have like their main choreo set is in the suits, but without the wig. Thank God, um, and so then they can like. Now I'm mad. Now I'm in my suit. I'm dressed to yell. I kind yes. of love that. I don't hate that.
0: The opening. I think it's so great. The opening line of this song is: I hope it starts raining and you trip and fall on your way home.
1: <laughs> I love that. That's like one of my favorite lines of the new Dixie Chicks or the new Chicks album. Was like, I hope you die peacefully in your in your sleep. Just kidding. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so this song is very angry, which I love, because it's got like rock guitars in it for like the first time in a karma yeah, yeah, song, yeah. and it really goes with the vibe. It's much
1: more intense for sure.
0: But also the title of this album is a reference to mm-hmm. their first album, because their first album was called First Bloom. Blooming. And this is called Full Bloom. So we're to believe that the, yeah, cars, yeah, the bud has fully grown. opened
1: and now they are mature flowers. This uh, album also had a
0: pre-release track for a song called Runaway that has a really dramatic first gen style drama music video where they're like crying in the rain and someone gets hit by a bus. And it's like one of those ones where you cannot grasp what the plot was. Mm -hmm. And it's a half music video. It's like not even the whole song. Yeah. But they clearly like, Filmed for a month. Like, these style music videos just really throw me. And there's
1: so many, like, there's so many different sets. It's like filmed on location, like actually outside, or they're like in the rain, or they're in the hospital, or all these things. And like each one of them, each one of the members is living a different tragic story. Like one, and it seems like they all lose their love. Like Mm -hmm. one of them, he's like a soldier, and then someone gets hit by a bus. And then like, but like one by one, like they all die. And Uh like all of the girls like have a beautiful, like crying moment, and they're all acting the shit out of this music video. It's true. Like watching that music video I was like I totally get why all of you did acting because like you're all phenomenal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Totally.
0: November 27th 2013 they released a Japanese greatest hits album called Best Girls and this had 25 songs in both Japanese and Korean went to number 4 on the Oricon chart and sold 65,000 copies.
3: Great.
0: So now we are at a big moment. January 13th 2014, Nicole and Ji left Kara. So as you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. in October of 2013, a Japanese tabloid claimed that two of the Kara members would not be renewing their contracts. DSP released a short statement saying that Nicole's contract was indeed up in January and that she wouldn't renew it because she told them that she wasn't going to renew it. Mm-hmm. So they basically were like, yep, that's what she told us. Then Nicole went off on Twitter saying that she was so hurt that this had been made public mm-hmm. and that and hinting that she had been trying to stay in the group at a different company, mm-hmm. which is very popular these days. But yeah. this was 2014. People didn't do shit like that no. yet. So she wanted to be in the group but didn't want to be under DSP. DSP wouldn't allow it. And DSP came back and said, we have never heard her say anything like that. Mm -hmm. She never told us she wanted to go to another company. So it was very petty. He said, she said kind of thing. So then in January, Nicole announced in an interview with Sports Chosun that she would indeed not be renewing her contract. But she spoke very kindly of happy moments growing up with Kara thanked the fans for her, for their support and thanked the members for always giving each other strength through hard times and said that she would probably be going to America to pursue more training as a singer. Mm. And then two days later, DSP put out a very brief formal announcement saying that Ji Young would not be coming back. Quote, we have once again confirmed Ji Young's intent and received word that she still wishes to leave Kara for schooling and to walk the path of becoming an actress. DSP said that Carl would not be breaking up, though, and that they'll continue as a group with the three that they have left. Ji Young's father gave an interview. Funny that every time we do these contract disputes, a dad has to dads pop up. Yeah, it happened something. in EXO
1: and TVXQ. The dads
0: have to say something. The dads pop in. So Ji young's father gave an interview stating that his daughter had had a very hard time in Kara and that she quote never got to do what she wanted because she had to fulfill her duties as the youngest and that making money with Kara was not important to him and he wanted her to have the chance to pursue her acting dreams and that mm. that's what was most important. So, based on some articles and Reddit threads that I found from this day, the fans seemed most riled up by Nicole leaving. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if Ji Young just, like, wasn't as popular, but, like, there was much more kerfuffle about the Nicole of it all. Um, And people had, like, started compiling, like receipts and charts like showing what all of the girls had done and that Nicole had absolutely had the least amount of individual solo activities Mm. since the initial suing in 2011. Gotcha. So people thought like proposed that she was the person who spearheaded the initial suing and because of it DSP never let her do anything ever again right like, yeah, yeah yeah that she has been a like, in rouser. trouble the whole
1: time after yes. yeah yeah well and she was the first to make her intention to leave known mm-hmm. and like I know that she's talked to, like people have asked her about it since then of like oh did that you know sour like did, were your members bitter or upset about the fact that you were the first one who wanted to leave and so maybe that had part of the reason of like why she got a little bit more ire but she's also the american one right so like that could have also yeah a little bit and i think also like if they theorized that she was the one spearheading the like lawsuit you know like americans love to sue each other (laughs) and like i don't know there could have been a lot of other things that like fed into that sort of like finger pointing especially because she wrote a very long post saying like, I am a member of Kara. I want to stay with Kara and like went on the tour and then like comes back and is like, yeah, no, I'm out. Yeah. So I don't know. But this
0: was one of many, many things that happened in 2014. And it's like a year that is remembered as expe- especially tumultuous in K-pop. And yeah. this was one lot of the things of, on the list.
1: lot of lawsuits, a lot of members leaving, a lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. So
0: in order to rectify this loss of two members, DSP launched a television program called Kara project. And this was a six episode series where the seven DSP trainee girls were all competing for one spot in Kara. They decided it was going to be four. They didn't want to add two more. I don't know why, but they did. So just some notable of these seven trainees, one of them was So Min from Card. Wow. She came in third place. Also, Son Yu Ji from Third Eye, who we talked about in the K-pop Star 2 episode, also was on the show and came in in seventh. And then three of the girls had been in Purity, which was a DSP group that they had disbanded. And then after KARA Project, all of them but So Min were in APRIL. So there's like oh, a okay. bunch of like little disbanded DSP girl groups that, that like were like were all, all,
1: they were pulling from the same sort of like batch of ladies. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And okay. then I
0: think some of those April purity girls also did produce like, they're a weird class of trainees that seemed stuck in forever audition mm-hmm. boo shows. Um, and then this is very unfortunate. This is very unfortunate. And part of how crazy this year was. But the second place contestant on Kara Project committed suicide a month after the show. And she Whoa. had been a DSP trainee for five years. Yikes. Yeah. Dark. So this this was all just a very dark time. Mm-hmm. Um, but fans voted on the TV show and Ho Young-ji won the spot in Kara. So all now right. we have four Karas to continue on with.
1: Mm-hmm. And this show, I don't think we said, but it aired in May. Okay, Of 2014.
0: Yes. So then by August, they released their sixth EP as this new four-member lineup of Kara, and the EP is called Day and Night, and the promoted single is called Mamma Mia.
1: So our four members are Guri.
2: Song, Song Yon, Yon,
1: Hara, Hara, and Yong Ji. Ji Yong left and was replaced by Yong Ji. Oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, first change in the lineup in years. Double Sidekick wrote this song. Wow, Not Sweet Tune. What happened Ooh, to Sweet how, Tune? I don't know. I don't know if their relationship with... I wanted to know if their relationship with Sweet Tune also crumbled at some point in this yeah, drama yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they like pretty much exclusively only mm-hmm. worked with Sweet Tune. Or
1: if after the CEO of DSP got sick, the relationship with Sweet Tune and the company got like yeah. dissolved. Because he and did so, pass in 2014. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should do an episode on DSP and dive and into figure all this, this mess. Mess out for mm-hmm. sure. But this
0: song sold twenty-seven thousand or the album sold twenty-seven thousand copies and peaked at number three on the Gown Weekly, and they got one trophy for this on Show Champion. And the music video is like a very dreamy, glossy lit, like mansion foyer. Um, and the girls are either dancing in front of like the staircase or just looking like pretty and daydreaming in like these sort of like mansiony
1: bedroom kind of like gauzy like Vaseline on the lens filming uh like aesthetic to it and then the dance set is interesting because Kara doesn't often use backup dancers but in this one because it's the four of them and they're all wearing these like white like form-fitting like crop tops with long pants and then their backup dancers are all in black and they have both female and male backup dancers that they kind of use interchangeably they don't really do like male and female parts they sort of like use Mm -hmm. both regardless of gender and then the main point move is like a point 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 and then a body roll Mm -hmm. like a very just it's like all about the lines
0: yes it's very much about the lines because all of the stage outfits and music video outfits are like a very tight like halter neck top and then either shorts or pants, but it's all skin tight because mm-hmm. the
1: body lines are very important. Yeah. For, yeah, like, yeah. The and choreo. the like main choreo is just body rolls mm-hmm. in different angles.
0: Uh, the lyrics to mama Mia are treat me like a queen cherish me, cherry cherish me, hit the lights. Let's go party. Like treat me nice and let's go party. That's all yeah, I got sure. to say. Mama, mama, mama Mia. Um, and as we said at the beginning, Youngji did this little chorus dance on literally every episode of Roommate. She was made to do it. Um, mm-hmm. and that's very funny. And yeah, like you said, there's so many backup dancers in a way that I feel like there had not been.
1: Yeah, it was a different, it was a different look in the music video and not necessarily a totally different sound, although I think this is like another one of those classic kara songs, but um, which is funny because it came like after the mm-hmm. lineup change. Um but this was, like, a very big hit, maybe also because of Roommate. I'll just, like, never forget this song. Right. Um, but, yeah, it was a, it was definitely a different era, and, like, they made a lot of major changes to, like, mm-hmm. the overall look of things, I guess. It, like, still felt like Kara, but it felt new. It's
0: just, yeah, like, a little shinier, a little more grown-up, a little mm-hmm. more... A little bigger production
1: yeah. value, sort of. Yeah. Uh- I... Go
0: ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that I think that this is, if I, if my iPod still, iPod, if my iTunes still had that play count counter that it used to have back in the day, I feel like this is probably in my like top 10 most Mm. listened to K-pop songs ever Sure, because I think that this came out the same week as Touch My Body. And Mm. I just remember being like, those were the only two songs I was listening (laughs) to, like that summer was so good and so I would just fold this in with that like yeah my first one of my first K-pop summers and how how fun it all was I love that
1: so on October 24th of this same year, 2014, they went on their third Japanese tour, also called Carasia. This was 10 shows in seven cities in Japan until November 19th. 55,000 fans were in attendance. So this is like half of the sure. the fewer shows for sure, but also like half of the audience that they were brought in before. And it is the first tour with their new member, Yongji.
0: Great. On May 26, 2015, they released their seventh EP entitled In Love. And the single is called Cupid. This song was written by e and E-J Show. And this album sold 8,000 copies and got two music show trophies. Um, And the music video has them in, like, a plain white mansion set and also inside, like, giant Tiffany's boxes Mm -hmm. or giant perfume containers. And there's a boy in a tux, like, sitting in a room, like, full of presents. And they're, like, throwing roses at him like they're arrows. darts, yeah. Um, And then they wear these all-white Dallas Cowboy Cheerleader Uniform Cowboy Lukes that are... Stunning. <laughs> I love them so much. They're very cute. There's also a pink a pink version.
1: The pink version mm-hmm. is very cheesy yes. and it comes with the cowboy hats. The white outfit does not come with hats. So when you first look at it, those cowboy elements are very subtle because they're wearing like white booty shorts and like different white tops. But because it's all white, like it takes you a minute to notice that like Haraz has a little vest with like fringe, fringe on rock. the sleeves and like Whatever they have, like little like cowboy elements to it, but they're really cute. And then the pink ones are just like bright pink, (laughs) bright like bright pink and black with like a cheesy pink like cowboy hat. Um, because they're like shoot. At first, I was like, "Why is this a cowboy theme?" And I was like, "Oh, cupid shooting." Like I got it. I got it. Something about that. Sure, Mm -hmm, sure, sure.
0: So yeah, the styling for all of the stages was cowboy. Like little hats, little cowboy dresses, different colors. Yes. Um, And the lyrics to this one are, Cupid, I'm ready. Shoot those arrows at that boy. (laughs) It's
1: like what they're saying. Yeah. So so it's all about like taking aim, which I guess is where they got the cowboy aspect from.
0: On June 17th, 2015, they released their fifth Japanese EP, which is called Girl's Story. And it is number six on Oricon with 18,000 copies sold.
1: On September 1st in 2015, they launched their fourth and last Japanese tour, also called Koresha. This was 13 shows in seven cities in Japan that went until September 29th, so just a month, uh, and only 35,000 fans attended this tour. So
0: that brings us to January 15th, 2016, which was the unofficial disbandment or... Uh, end of a chapter for Kara, mm-hmm. we can say. Uh, Gyuri, Sungyan, and Hara's contracts were up and they were leaving the company. The newest member, Youngji, had just signed her contract, so she needed to stay, but she also re signed with
1: DSP two years ago. So, like, she's the she only one there. who is still under DSP today. The other five members have their own, or the other four members have, have their, their own, own things going
0: mm-hmm. on. Uh, but Guri was adamant that the group was not
1: disbanded and that they could reunite anytime they wanted to if mm-hmm. they wanted to. Yeah. And I found a lot of different articles throughout the years, like since 2016. Like almost every single year, there would be at least one of the members, including Young uh, who like in multiple interviews talked about how they would stay in touch. And like, even though they don't meet very often, they still have a group chat together where they talk and they They like always support each other in their solo stuff. Uh, Nicole in 2018, she was doing an interview and they talked about how they still keep in touch and she really misses them whenever she has to perform solo. And in that interview, they asked her like, were they bitter about the fact that you left first? And she said, yes, they were a little upset that she chose to leave first, but they respected her decision and they never held it against her. And they're still friends today. Um, and since the, like, you know, disbandment notice in 2016. They all continuously supported each other's solo activities. They went to each other's musicals and comebacks. They shouted each other's premieres out on like social media. They would send like coffee trucks to filming. So it was really interesting to see for a group that had so many like issues and like controversies, I guess, with from the company mm-hmm. that it never seemed to affect
0: their friendship. The friendship.
1: Yeah, like that the relationship between the girls always seemed to be really amicable. And like even Song Hee leaving at the very beginning, or like Nicole and Ji Young leaving in the middle, like Nicole and Ji Young are still a part of that group chat, mm-hmm. like with Young Ji, who wasn't even in Didn't it even, with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Like, and there's something very sweet about that of like, well, we're still all Kara, even though, like, and almost kind of that, like, Well, we were together in the trenches. And so Mm -hmm. like, even though we may have had trouble like with our company, like the trouble never came from each other. Mm -hmm. And so we always had each other as allies. And like, that's really nice. That's very nice. It's really nice. very nice. So June 10th of this year, all the Camellia
0: were so excited because we got these beautiful reunion photos where all five living members, past and present, Without
1: uh, Sung because she's, she's
0: not a part of part it anymore. Of it. But including Young Ji, who had not been in the group with two of the members, they posted photos on all of their Instagrams. They had done like a photo shoot, one in like white button downs and jeans, and then another one in like little black outfits. And they had champagne glasses and birthday cakes and had taken all of these sweet pictures to celebrate the group's 15th anniversary. And Curie's uh, post had the caption, this was the first time that everyone who went through the ups and downs together under the name of Kara came together to celebrate, share their stories, laugh and cry together and comfort one another's sunken hearts and it gave me hope that we can all become a little happier and everyone tagged Hara's Instagram in all of their photos as well. That's so sweet. very very sweet. So everybody was so excited to see these photos and were like Kara reunion, Kara reunion and then they were like yes. How about a car remake? How about it? Today, November 29th, 2022, they released their eighth EP. It is entitled Move Again, and the single is When I Move.
1: They're also stunning. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, crazy. it's it crazy. crazy. So, this song
0: was written. I have a long list. It was written by Hadar Adora, Anton Goranson, Isabella Stjostrand, Young with a zero for the O, Boa Kim from Kimbo, and Spika, and G Young helped write it as well. Amazing. So the music video is like, it's so beautiful and glamorous. They're just like glamorous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many beautiful outfits and like sparkles and great makeup and like big elaborate. There's like a big staircase mm-hmm. and like a very narrow, like red box set room and like neon lights and sparkly mm-hmm. curtains and like I don't know it's just very yeah. glitzy and
1: yeah very glamorous like they all get their own little set where they get to like roll around on the ground and be sexy and then they have like their main dance set and they have like their main dance outfits are like one that is like sexy and black and then one that is more like fun party hot girl outfits and like fuzzy pinks Um, but the song is super groovy and like the five of them are dancing together and it's just so fun. I love it. I love it. And they all look so freaking beautiful. It's crazy. Their faces are so pretty. They're they so look pretty. so
0: beautiful. <laughs> and they're like still killing it. There's some like really intense choreo moments in this. And oh I'm like, glad? yes, that one where it. they just like
1: drop to the ground with their like long legs hanging out. Oh, it's great. I like I, I can't wait to see it live.
0: I can't wait to see it live either. And I especially love it just because like the oldest two are the same age as me. And mm-hmm. so I don't know.
1: I like seeing yeah idols yeah. who are the same age as me it totally. makes me feel very seen well and it's also oh, and it's also really fun to see nicole and G young be in the group with young and like i just love the idea of like having her come in as this like last member but still be just as a legitimate member of the mm-hmm. group i just think that's really sweet it's really sweet um and i just like love the like I don't know, the, like, inclusion of it and the, like, I don't know, the feeling of, like, banding, banding together under the name Kara. That that thing that Carrie said about anyone who had ever, Ever like, been been under under the name. Yeah, and, like, to laugh together and cry together and, like, comfort our sunken hearts. Like, that's so sweet and sad and, like, beautiful. And it's, like... I don't know. We get so many deep dives where, you know, the group goes through controversies and then has like kind of a sad ending. And this like there's definitely a lot of sadness in Carr's story and a lot that we didn't even like touch on. But the idea that the members came through it having like stronger bonds together, I feel like is not the way that story usually plays out. And it's just really heartwarming that these women came out of this difficult experience with a lot of ups and downs with at the very least four very good friends and yeah. like that's really lovely
0: and it's really really extra beautiful i was not expecting it and it uh, it choked my heart a little bit but the music video ends with a slow pan over the stage and there are six
1: microphone stand mm-hmm. set up. So Hara is so representative. It's so Aww. sweet. Yeah. And in all of the like whenever you look at a member profile or whatever, like Hara is always listed as the sixth forever member. Um so that it Kara is six people. Oh it's so beautiful and so nice and I'm so
0: excited. Like this is where this is where our timeline ends because this music video just came out like a few hours ago. But I was hoping that when we put this episode out, they y'all could get all caught up so that now, while they're clearly going to be on a very intense promotional schedule for the mm-hmm. next couple of weeks, that we'll all know, like, I'm so excited to, like, watch them on Knowing Brothers, and they're going to tell stories we've never heard. And, yeah. Like, it's all just very exciting. Yeah. I love... I love this trend of like second gen groups, like coming back and coming back for real. Cause like a lot of the first, well, sex use a little bit, but a lot of the first gen groups, like reunited for a single TV special. And mm-hmm. then we're like, bye. And I like that, like girls generation and like car- like the people are coming back and being like, we haven't been a group for five plus years. Totally. But, like, we're going to come back now. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's
1: great. I think it's fantastic. And I just had to like look it up to see if they've done literally anything other than the music video yet. And there is already a mama stage of when I move and I can see that they did a whole medley Lupin, step, Mr. And when I move. Um, and this says that it's from today. Yeah.
0: I think it just happened mama last day night. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then there is also, well, I'll save that for my wreck. Okay. But that is the timeline of Kara. You're all caught up now, so you can appreciate There's a brand new music video and a brand new mama performance. Go check it out. The EP has only four tracks, and they're all lovely.
0: Yeah, so that's excellent. Love it. This was so much fun. And we will be right back to watch their most popular music video, Step. all right we're back we had to take a small break to watch the mama stage we just needed to, it see had to it. happen. it's so good it's already
1: out and it's fantastic <laughs> sunmi's hot boy makes an appearance it's and true they look
0: great they look so good it's so great
1: okay but now we're gonna watch step
0: we're gonna watch the one that's on the Kara official channel and not the one the k channel just in case that makes sinking difference that's yeah, the yeah. one we're watching i'm sure they're the same but you know <laughs> So if you want to watch it with us, just if you want to watch it with us, just press play. When I say go three, two, one, go.
1: All right. Okay. We have like a fake little street sort of like Times Square vibes with a lot of. Marquees. And these are the outfits they were wearing in that oh hit my God, stage yes. that we were like, wow, these this are wild. This stage is insane. Oh, right. This is the one with the really slutty microphone choreo. Yes. Okay. This is like <laughs> a major step in their like sexy Kara era, except for these fucking clown outfits where they have like that Vaughn trap, like everything out of the same fabric. But the fabric is blue and shiny, and also an insane like Dr. Seuss pattern, uh-huh. which is red and green and blue and yellow, and it just has a lot of like ruffles and one arms and I don't know. It's just a lot. They're a bit of an eyesore. The song is great, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These costumes I love are not the though. the
0: harmony and the chorus and like. They dance so fast mm-hmm. and so
1: hard. Oh yeah, this. Yes! La, la, la,
2: la, la. So
1: this whole thing is just like a big, like a fast little like butt wiggle in a circle, and then a lot of this choreo has they have mic stands, so there's a lot of like body rolling on the mic stands, and they have to like move them around in different formations.
0: Wow, those yellow boots are so yellow.
1: Yeah, and one of them is wearing a top that is just like all fringe. Yeah. We really just have two sets. We have the like street and then we have the like white box set. But we have a lot of outfits. Cuz now we and have another all insanely wild. Yeah, because now we have like this one that's black and yellow and it's also fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like these are like Xenon girl of the 21st century outfits with this like shiny blue. And these are like X Men outfits or something. Like, that's why I'm saying they look like something
0: that people would wear, like in a Cirque du Soleil costume. like they're very Mm -hmm. costumey. They're very, they're not clothes. No, no, no. It's just like costumes. Mm -hmm. Oh.
1: Abrupt, oh, very switch. change, very big change, very change, very change, <laughs> very change. They are now, now wearing fluffy, short princess ball gowns in with like a, a mic a stand, much softer room, pearl aqua room with like a gl- water on the floor. I don't know, we're not there anymore.
0: They do look like they're having a freaking blast, yeah, though, they do. And it's like there's so much to look at. Mm-hmm. And this feels, yes, this feels like so essential second gen k-pop 100%. like i feel like this is probably their most popular music video because this is i don't know this is a one mm. k-pop video of someone being yeah, like yeah, what yeah. do you what is this like thing you what like? is k-pop here's this what it is looks k-pop. like yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> and they have all of their like the marquees in this fake street are all their old title tracks which is fun oh
0: that is cute look at that mm-hmm. mr club lupin
1: club yeah. adorable fun Yay, Kara!
0: This was so great and and
1: fun, better than ever. Um, recommendations for Kara things? Yes, I have a recommendation from something that is. 11 hours old. Fantastic. Our beloved Dingo Music put out a Killing Voice episode with Kara, so this is when they get the artist to come and sing like a medley of their songs. The episode is 20 minutes, and it has the five girls singing a medley of Rock You, Pretty Girl, Honey, and then a couple songs that they didn't translate into English so I don't know which ones they are. Step, uh, Mamma Mia, and of course their new one, when I move Mr. Rupan jumping oh okay they're all just they're all just romanized so (laughs) rock you pretty girl honey uh mr lupin jumping step mama mia and when i move all of the essentials um and i love the killing voice segments because obviously this is where they get to like focus on their voices so it's like a usually kind of a not necessarily a stripped down version but there's like a real band and the vocals are like turned up very high Mm -hmm. and and there's no like filters or Auto tunes and or pitch no correction track, yeah, 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 and no backing track. So, um, Kara is filled with very good singers, like you know, whether or not they were all strong from the beginning, they're all good now. Yes. Um, and so I recommend Kara Killing Voice on Dingo Music. Fantastic.
0: Um, I have a few things I'd like to recommend. One is a B side from their second album, it is a ballad called Nanen or the parentheses english title is just ing mm-hmm. um and it's just like a second gen r&b ballad and it makes me so freaking nostalgic like even though i had never heard this song before this week it just reminds me of a very specific time in k-pop and mm-hmm. it warmed my heart and i really liked it so that's a b-side to recommend and the other two things i want to recommend are so great These are two Kara shiny stages because they (gasps) debuted at the same time. So they are very close together. So they do some stages. One is Christmas themed for the sake of Christmas. They sing Jingle Bell Rock at like a Christmas music bank. And they all like stand in a little five by five line and they like dee, 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 and like pair up. And like it's fucking cute Cute, and really innocent and sweet and adorable. What year is that from? Uh, two thousand Christmas, two thousand
1: eight, I think. Fantastic! Oh, so right at the beginning. Yes. Okay. And then the. Do other- you think that that has songy in it?
0: No, because it's five. Because the oh, other okay, girls right, are there. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. So you're it's right. by the time they mm-hmm. had the and other girls. Mm-hmm. right? So I think it was like Shiny debuted that year, and then new five oh, right. member. Oh, Christmas.
1: She left in February 2008, so this would have been the end yeah, of the yeah, yeah. year. Okay, okay.
0: So it was like they were both like new. Both five groups. So yeah, yeah, yeah. five. So that's really cute. And then they also did a stage of Juliet mm-hmm. in 2009. Shiny song Juliet, but like duet version. And again, they are all paired up in oh the same God, pairs and they do little, they mostly just like lean on each other's backs. Like that's as much like Choreo. touching as they yeah. do, but it's fucking adorable. And I, I always it. have to fold my shiny into everything. So Absolutely. I was happy to find those stages and wanted to recommend them. Fantastic. But anyway, that's Kara, man. That is Kara. That's Cara. Um, Very important part of that initial wave of, of that Juan
1: Caso girl groups from that 2007 Mm -hmm. and instrumental in pushing that uh holly wave into japan and like really setting some records there they had a huge following it's so fun to be able to have a deep dive of a group that may have been tumultuous but ultimately has like a pretty nice ending and a to be continued on it um because now like We'll just see what happens from here. Like, as far as this, you know, fifteenth reunion, fifteenth anniversary reunion comes back, does that mean that they're back forever and will continue to keep promoting? Like, that would be super fun. I don't know if the girls have intentions of like going back to their own individual stuff, but it would be really cool if this kind of rebirthed Kara. Um, and I'm just really excited to see what happens next. It was it was really fun to learn all about them.
0: 100% agree. 100% mm-hmm. agree. Um, so you can check out our YouTube playlist that we referenced of all the things that we watched for this episode There's uh, in a Spotify our Spotify playlist tree.
1: if you just want to listen to all the songs we talked about.
0: Warning though, not that we played any of them on the episode, but their entire Japanese discography is grayed out on Spotify. I did not so add it to the playlist. It was so. available at one point, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it is not playable anymore. Mm. So their playlists will only feature their Korean releases. Yes. But um, anyway, that is it. If you would like to get in contact with us, we can be found at AMAKpoppod on Twitter and Instagram, Pod at gmail.com for any emails. Um, we got an email from someone who was at the music bank in Chile yes, and they told I us their perspective. I love that stuff. I really want to do like love. a part two <laughs> of
1: the Latin America cause I want to get like more listener emails and stuff like that. So to be, we, we may come back to do a follow up episode of that cause I loved getting all the tea. Um, but we also have a brand new series. Oh yes. We need to talk about this yes. before the episode is so over. So we have a delightful a bonus series planned for you all where we would like to create a YouTube series of us reading different submissions from you. And so in order to do this, of course, we need you to send us in your thoughts on a variety of topics. And our very first episode will be about K-pop confessions. So we will link the Google form in the description of this episode. We want you to go on there and tell us your most embarrassing, Delulu, ridiculous K-pop controversial opinion confession whatever, whatever it is that you're too <laughs> en- embarrassed to admit out loud or that like you, this is a thing you think about K-pop and it brings you shame that's <laughs> what we want you do not have to add your name to it at all no we
0: don't want to know we who we will you not are.
1: yeah we do not know, want to know who you are we will not say who you are we will simply read the confession and we will be organizing them based on least to most embarrassing so there is an option to rank to scale on a scale of one to ten how embarrassed are you by this confession
0: because the conceit of this show that we are doing it's going to be called k-pop the cork so cute is that we are going to organize these confessions from least to most embarrassing and then we're going to start drinking So, the so by the of time show, <laughs> we get to the last most embarrassing confession, we should also be kind of pretty drunk by that point yeah. as well.
1: Because we are going to be essentially filming four episodes of this show within one evening where we get progressively drunker as we continue to read. So it should be a good time. We're going to have about a month of content <laughs> out of it. But that means that we need you to send us our K- your K-pop confessions to us Please. Um, I also have one clarification
0: because I saw we sent this form to our patrons early. That's part of their part. Is yes. I was going to say like
1: if you are one of our patrons, you should have received a separate form link because you have a higher chance of getting your confession read on air.
0: But one of our patrons wrote in the patron only Discord channel like, "Oh no, I don't know which confession to pick." And I got to say, submit all the confessions you, you can want. Totally, they're we anonymous. We don't know who they're from. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> they're anonymous. You can totally so if you have submit them more than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Submit them. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Submit them. Yes. Send whatever you want, as many as you want. We do not care, and we want to have a ton to, to pull from. Um, so please, whatever confessions you have, use the Google form link. Patrons, you should have one in your patron email. Um, but... Please submit all of your confessions by Thursday, December 15th at 10 p.m. PST in order to potentially be heard in our brand new series. This will be a video series on our YouTube channel, so stay tuned. We will be reminding you to send those in, and we will, of course, be promoting the shit out of it once it finally <laughs> comes out. So stay tuned. It should be a really fun time. Totally, totally
0: um so plugging places 181 ama kpop 5 for voicemails and texts we got a really crazy long voicemail or several long voicemails this week someone met key and <gasps> called us immediately so i'm just saying
1: that's what the voicemail. message <gasps> hell <boxes> yes <laughs> uh, oh my god i can't wait to listen to that that's i'm jealous congratulations on the moment of your whole freaking life yeah. Wow. Amazing. So that's the voicemail, when, when AMA K-pop 5. You can
0: send us mail to PO Box 26096, Los Angeles, California 90026. Uh, Linktree slash AMA K-pop to get to our YouTube, our Spotify. You can join our Discord from there, talk to other listeners, get all involved with them over there. Um, and I believe that that is all of the places. Next week, we have one more regular episode for the year. And then it's time to get into traditional end of year episodes. I can't believe no. we're already there. I don't know how to make lists. I don't know how we're going to do it.
1: I haven't even listened to all the music that's come out this year yet. <laughs> Shit. I know. We're in trouble. This is the hardest time of the year, you It guys. truly is. <laughs> it truly is.
0: But look forward to that. Uh, it should be a good time. Thank you for listening to this. Please support Kara on their 15th anniversary comeback. Mm -hmm. All that good stuff. And send us your juiciest confessions. I can't wait to read them. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. jong your you're our inspiration.